if our if our cells get weak, it is an opportunity for parasites and pathogens to come in. So I find very often the root cause is parasites. You're listening to Food Integrity Now with your host, Carol Gravey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Food Integrity Now. I'm Carol Gravey, and I'm the host of the show. I've been hosting this show for almost 13 years, and I'm excited to bring you another great guest on here today that could assist you with your health. My guest today is Dr. Linda Lancaster. Dr. Lancaster is a naturopathic and homeopathic physician. She's been in practice since 1981, and in 1987, she founded Light Harmonics Institute, an energy medicine clinic and educational center based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Dr. Linda is the author of the best-selling book, Harmonic Healing. Her health and cleansing programs have been offered to her patients for more than 40 years. After guiding thousands of patients on their journey back to health, Dr. Lancaster has seen that it is the interplay of invisible forces, including chemicals, heavy metals, radiation, and opportunistic parasites that cause many of the health struggles we experience today. Today, we're going to be talking with her about some of those invisible forces. Dr. Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me, Carol. Well, I'm really happy to speak with you today about your book, Harmonic Healing, and some of the information that you offer in your book and in your practice. My first question is, what does harmonic healing mean, and how did you come up with this title? Oh, I'm always curious I'm about not, titles. I've not had that question before. Oh, Good. My well, you know, my company is called Light Harmonics Institute. So I have always been trying to find the harmony in nature to support our physical, etheric, emotional, and mental, and spiritual body. So um, for me, harmonics means there's a, there's a resonance. So we're having a resonance. So harmonics is resonance. And of course, healing is healing. So this is a, a, a takeoff on my, on my company of 40 years. That's fantastic. Well, again, I'm thrilled to have you on here because healing is certainly on the minds of many people right now. And and in my world, it's definitely not just physical healing. It's it's emotional, spiritual, mental healing, and that they're they're all connected. So um, I'm just thrilled to have have you on today. So you mentioned in the book the five principles of harmonic healing. Can you tell us a little bit about those principles? Well, you know, it's a process. The five, it goes from one step to the other step of healing uh, principles. And we first have to have the belief system, the belief system that the human body has an innate ability to heal. We keep forgetting that. 
and that is our immune system, of course. This come, and this is supported through our vital force. And the subtle energy that we were born with is our vital force. When we took that first breath, the vital force came in. Once we got out and, and breathed, now it's our own vital force. It's, in, it's individualized. And what we know about the vital force and about the subtle energy is it can get affected by outside radiations, outside environment. And depending on what kind of environment we live in, it either is weakened or strengthened. So those are two principles. Then um, what we found, and this is very big in harmonic healing and my light harmonics, of course, is if our, if our cells get weak, it is an opportunity for parasites and pathogens to come in. So I find very often the root cause is <clears throat> parasites. <laughs> we, I don't know that you want to get into paras the parasitic nature of, of how it affects our emotional field and our mental field, but even our physical cellular structure. So parasites is a big thing. It's what has interfered with, um, with our flow of energy, and it is usually the root cause. Then um, we try to neutralize the parasites so that the body can heal again. So the body heal when the vital force becomes strong again, the disease process goes, goes away. There's no more dis-ease. So what is affecting us that's changing our cells before the parasitic nature comes in? And that has to do with our environment, heavy metals, radiation, negative uh, thoughts, people that are negative. These are actually what makes our cells weak because our cells have a positive and negative energy. And it's the balance between the positive and negative that creates that wonderful balanced cell. And if we look at it from a spiritual point of view, positive and negative, not being negative bad or positive being good, but a weakening or a strengthening of the cells. And so these cells can be affected in so many ways by radiations, radiations of bad intentions, of jealousies, of envy, of all of that. We can feel that. Ourselves yeah. know. That's why it's real important for, for us to say not bad things to ourselves <laughs> because it's our own thoughts and our own negative thinking that can change our electromagnetic. This is electromagnetic, electromagnetic, electric being the power and magnetic being the love. So it's always a balance between power and love. Always. That is what makes the universe go, the electrical energy and the magnetic energy. And that's what grounds us in gravity to the earth. Wonderful. So I want to get into this more deeply, uh, especially about the parasites. But I have a question first. So your journey into the healing power of energy 
started when you were pretty young. Would you mind sharing a little bit about this, of um, your, your, your early on journey? Because I think it's important and I think people may be able to relate. In my childhood days, I had a very fractured life, my, you know, very um, uh, a difficult childhood because of stepfather, abusive, aggressive. He had a head injury, so he was a bit cuckoo, a bit crazy and taking it out on me and my mother. So it was always, I was always uh, quite um, walking on eggshells as a child. And so I found, believe it or not, I found that the best place for me was to go and, and sit with the nuns in the convent because it was safe there. So they taught me rosary and they taught me, so I was able to heal myself from a spiritual point of view. And I had some spiritual experiences at that time. And then of course, uh, as I became a teenager, I had a lot of digestive issues, a lot of diarrhea, alternating with constipation, uh, colitis. I was diagnosed with colitis at 17. And so um, by the time, and I lived with that for a while until I was able, I left home at 18 and worked and had my own place. And finally I went, took a trip cross country and started reading. I started reading some just in Greening of America and, you know, Sid Arthur and all those books that were helping me understand that this was all temporary and I could change it. My, my life was very painful <laughs> for a long time. And uh, I, I saw a flyer when I was about 20 on yoga. I saw a flyer, which was at that time, you know, that was not very popular to do yoga. And I'm coming from a being Jewish and going to the church. So I went from being Jewish, going, going and understanding, more being involved with um, devout being to the mother. Mother Mary was my kind of deity at that time. I really needed that support. I didn't feel real close to anything masculine <laughs> at that time. So um, I went to uh, I was working in a health food. I quit my job. I had a really good job in Capitol Records. And then I quit my job and worked in a health food store. And when I worked in the health food store, I started reading the books. And then I saw the flyer. And then I had uh, this, um, oh, this idea that maybe let's let me try yoga, Eastern philosophy. So I went deep into Eastern philosophy and meditation at that time. And uh and I, I, I was very peaceful inside, but my stomach still hurt. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I was still having the irritable, you know, IBS. And so um, I realized, okay, I better change my diet. And I saw all my fellow yogis who were in, in that were practicing with me in meditation. They were all sick. So looked at the food, changed my food, went into understanding Ayurveda. That helped somewhat, but not until I realized that it was more than that. So uh, I, I met 
a, a person, I met a person who was teaching actually pendulum work and from Dr. Hazel Parcells. And I said, wow, this, this guy is totally crazy. I'm not going back to this class at all. And that night I had a dream and the dream showed me how to use the, the pendulum within quantum fields to test the energy at the cell level. And so I went back the next day. I was going to not go back ever again because I thought he was totally out of his mind. So I was definitely not, not interested in going cuckoo because at that time when, when I was, I started working in a clinic and I was just doing nutrition. I was teaching nutrition, but I still had issues. You know how that goes. We try, we, we learn from our patients. We learn, we just learn as we go being a practitioner. Yes. And, um, you know, I don't know everything, but I'm always interested and open to learn. So I, I, my, the teacher, he started doing his pendulum work. And so I'm just, I was sitting in the back at first. And then I sat in the front when I went back and I want to watch him real carefully. So I was sitting in the front and I raised my hand right away. I go, aren't you supposed to do it this way? You know, I started correcting him him in class, which I wasn't correcting him. I was giving him just a different way of looking at things. Yeah. So he said to me, he goes, that's very interesting. Yeah, that would probably work. He says, I think you should go and see Dr. Parcells. Well, at that time I had, my child was like two years old. I wasn't going to New Mexico from New York. So I, I talked to her on the phone and I had heard her name three times before while I was in the clinic. People would say to me, you should really go see Dr. Hazel Parcells. And I write about her in the book yes. because she taught me how to read the cells, read the electromagnetic energy of the cells. And we know right away if there's a parasite, we know right away if there's heavy metals or radiation. And so if we're going according to the principles of harmonic healing, we're saying, okay, let's get those cells balance at the electromagnetic energy. The radiation makes them too acid or too electrical and the parasites pulls the energy down It and, and the heavy metals as well. So um, I, I spoke to my husband at that time and I, and, and I, and he says, you got to go. So I went to New Mexico and it was the, the greatest experience that I had. She was about 89 at the time. She died at 106. So I remember speaking to her the night before she passed. And she said, Linda, I have studied energy for so many years. And I only know energy. And it is really difficult for me to let go of my body. And it's time for me to go. So we had a little discussion. I won't go into that detail. But she did leave that early morning. And so I put together my harmonic healing in a way of understanding the subtle energies, the, the knowing that the physical body is connected to the etheric body. The physical is only our material. The etheric is the subtle energy part. The etheric is what gives us the life force for those cells to be alive. So, and so 
the etheric energy is really the pre-physical and nothing happens in the physical until it before it happens in the pre-physical and it's the unseen things that we are getting sick with you know our environment, our air, our water. We're, it's not just eating the right food, although it's important to eat the right food. Let's not, like, I get patients that say to me, oh, well, I'm eating so well, how come I'm this? Well, it's not only about that, but don't stop that because we need the physical material to strengthen our physical body, but that physical material has to have an etheric force field. That's why it's so important to have organic food. The organic food is the, the food that has energy. The food that is grown in the normal, you know, commercial way, the food does not have the energy because it is contaminated with heavy metals, GMO, and all the rest of it and preservatives and processed and we we're not we can't nourish our physical body with that and it has to do a broccoli and a broccoli well what does it they both look the same right they're not the same on the energetic level they are not the same yeah i truly get everything you're saying and uh thank you for sharing that about dr Hazel Purcells, because that was a very interesting part of the book. I want to I want to move on to talk a little bit more about um, opportunistic parasites and sure. and how they can wreak havoc at our health. I had parasites and I did a cleanse and I felt a lot better. And I think I think that I was kind of the perfect candidate for these parasites because of all the amalgam fillings I had years ago and root canals and mercury and, and all of that. So I know that um, many people have parasites. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show was because people may not be aware of how, how pervasive parasites can be. And it could be it could be the underlying cause of, of somebody's illness. So I wanted to just shed some light on this. So can you talk about parasites uh, more deeply and how sure. they can affect our overall health? Sure. You know, um, I learned parasites from Dr. Parcells. And then I put together my understanding of Ayurveda into the parasitic system. And then I put my homeopathic principles of miasms and constitutional weaknesses into the whole picture as well. Can you give us a brief description, understanding of two things? What is Ayurvedic and what is homeopathy? Because oh. not everybody knows this. Yeah. Ayurveda is part of yoga. Okay, but it's the life energy of yoga. So okay. there are principles and the Ayurvedic principles has to do with five elements. Okay. Those five elements, uh, they're not exactly the same as Chinese elements in Chinese traditional medicine, but they are the principle of life force for 6,000 years. They figured the yogis in the Himalayas around the fire figured out these energies. And the, and the five energies or the five 
five elements, let's call them elements, are earth, water, fire, air, and ether, hence the etheric force field. Okay, so it first comes ether. Ether is the information. Ether is what feeds the air. Then the air feeds the fire, and then the fire feeds the water, and then the water feeds the earth. So that is the principle. And the, there are foods that, there are three what we call doshas, and those doshas are earth, fire, and air. So those are the three uh, doshas that an Ayurvedic uh, practitioner will look at when they read the pulse. There's three pulses that we read. We diagnose to see if the air element or the earth element or, or the earth is out or the fire is out. We can read that on the pulse. Okay, so there are five elements. So I said, well, if everything is five, five senses, five fingers, five toes, if everything, five smells, five tastes, everything's five in Ayurveda, and that's the life force. So if there is, and I will get to homeopathy, don't you worry. <laughs> I, I figure if I can't use everything that I've learned in life for what I'm doing, then why did I learn it? So the five, so these five uh, elements from Ayurveda is um, the way I, I put the parasites to it. So let's let's start with earth. Earth is connected to worms because it's from the earth. I mean, hookworm, roundworm, it's very earth and we can see it. It's very physical. Then the next parasite that I consider, I consider anything that's living on us a parasite. So I, so I distinguish between worms, which is connected to the earth element, fungus, which is kinetic, connected to the water. You can see that, right? Swampy in Chinese medicine, we call it, oh, you're so damp. That's the swampiness of the water and very often there'll be fungus. And we all know about candida, I would think. Yeah. Uh, it, it just comes, comes. Then there's the fire element, which is bacteria. And, you know, the fire of the bacteria, the infections and all of that, that's bacteria. Then there is the air element. And the air element is connected to those parasitic parasites that, are, that we don't see such as amoeba, spirochetes, filaria. These are coming in on a different element than the worms are coming in. So those are microscopic. Microscopic worms, microscopic parasites. So it's air. It's, so then we come to ether, my favorite one. And the ether carries is, and is connected to viruses and it, it Viruses are information. They are bringing us information. We get viruses for many reasons, but they are giving information and they're being, and they're, they carry information and I won't go any further than that. Okay. Now we have homeopathy because I use homeopathy very much in my practice because home, what homeopathy is 
is it can be plants, metals, um, tuberculosis, sputum, uh, all sorts of uh, things that could be getting us sick, but we we dilute it in very, very low, low doses. And it, homeopathy works on the principle of likes cure likes. And so in homeopathy, you know, uh, Hahnemann and even before Hahnemann, actually. Um, what is Hahnemann? Hahnemann, is, Hahnemann was the um, father of homeopathy. Okay, good to know. Yes. And so even before him, but he found that if he took, like, say, arsenic, okay, the metal arsenic, and he diluted it and succussed it, succussed means shake, dilute is dilution with water until it's so diluted that you can't even find the substance in it anymore. And that dilution has created an energy of what that arsenic was. It's just the energy and what the arsenic will do. So arsenic causes all sorts of horrible things. I mean, it, it, we know it causes paralysis, it causes all sorts of uh, arthritis, all of that. But when we take the energy of it and we use the principle of likes cure likes, you can use that diluted arsenic to correct the symptoms that arsenic will produce. We could do it. The best is allium sepa. Allium sepa is red onion. So what happens when we cut a red onion? We cry. Right. And we tear. Right. So dilute allium sepa, dilution, dilution, dilution. And runny nose and, and, and runny eyes and, and burning. Guess what kind of remedy it is? It's for hay fever when it's diluted. So what the substance will create or what it does in its full form, it can cure in its diluted form if we understand the principle of likes cure likes. And how we know that these things work is there, there's, some, there's a book in homeopathy called Materia Medica. There's been many doctors who've written Materia Medica books. And the most well-known and easiest to use is Boraki. So the Boraki homeopathic book, you can look up arsenic amalb. What does arsenic amalb do? Oh my God, it does all that. My gosh, we can use it as a medicine. And that, you know how it's been proven? On people. There is no animal studies. There's no nothing. Dilution of remedies we give to, a, to a, a person for more than 30 days, two, three times a day. Two, they, they start to get the symptoms that arsenic or allium sepa produces. So it's called proving a remedy in homeopathy. So proving a remedy, we know it works and we've tested it on all of these people. We've tested remedies on many people and many homeopaths have done the same thing. 
Was that enough or you need more? Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> good. That's good. And people can look this up. Um, Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of information I'm, out there. It's interesting. I'd love to hear more about it, but we're going to. Yeah, we'll get on. We'll move on. Yeah, we'll we move, can. But, but I want to talk about the opportunistic parasites. and. How okay, so let me just finish this real quick on homeopathy. Okay. okay. So there are five miasms. Soric, miasm. What which, is a miasm? Miasm is un, is constitutional weaknesses. Okay, okay. So this is how we put it together with the elements and the parasites. Okay. And we're going quite in, de- in depth here, but that's okay. You know, take what you take and write it down and look it up. Yeah. So homeopathic miasm, M-I-A-S-M, miasm, is constitutional weaknesses. And there are five ma- miasms that I look at. According to my philosophy of five elements and five parasites, and this is not in the book, by the way. So there is, um, so the the homeopathy. So there is soric miasm, which is connected to the earth element. There is psychotic miasm, which is gonorrhea, which is connected to the, which is connected to the fungus, which is connected to the water. There is fire element, which is tuberculosis miasm, people who are born with constitutionally from having tuberculosis in their genetics. Then there is the syphilitic miasm, which is from generations upon generations of syphilis, and that weakens their system. And then there's virus miasm, which people come in with viruses, you know, they're talking about being born with EBV. Yeah. So where, uh, what kind of parasites are you attracting and why? Okay, so now we go to the, so we have our, our, earth, our earth, which is soric, which creates eczema and psoriasis. So when I see a psoriasis or an eczema, eczema case, I always know there's worms. When we start getting into the higher ones, the microscopic and the air element, then we start looking at what is interfering at the mental level with attracting the parasite. I don't look at all of this until we clear it so that we can talk in a, in a very good way because once this is clear, you, there's, a, there's a clearing of the mind, a clearing of the heart, a clearing of the, the emotions. You know, when you, after you did your milk cleanse, Yes. Yeah, I felt I felt really clear. It felt like brain fog had lifted. Yes. Yes. So well, those we're going to talk symptoms. about the milk cleanse in a minute. So okay. Go. Yeah, but these are all symptoms. These are different. A- every one of the parasites have different sy- symptoms, and you know it's interesting on this virus miasm or the ether. Remember, I said the ether has information. And so the way we treat has to do with the way the elements. So if it's virus, the most important thing in viruses, which I've been the last couple of years, I've had to really talk to my patients about this, that it is your will that's going to overcome the virus. Yes, you have to do all the other things, but it is your mental will that you know that your God-given immune system will overcome. To me, that's um, that's my personal power, my knowingness, what you're right. talking about right there. 
that's the vital force. Yeah. That's that's our connection because what ether is the most refined of all the elements because it's coming, it's the energy, it's the life force that created life. Mm -hmm. Just like our etheric energy is creating our life and keeping us healthy. So is it important to look at the unseen? What is affecting our etheric energy or what is it affecting our electromagnetic field at a cellular level? I'd like to talk about all some of the ways I, I, I understand everything you're saying here about the different types of parasites and how we attract them, but there are also things that we can avoid for sure. to, to not have an overgrowth of parasites like things like sushi. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and food bars, salad bars. Salad bars. Yes. That's another one that people may not be aware of. What are some of the others? Uh, well, you know, a lot of people sleep with their dogs in the bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. Yep. So make sure you deworm your dog every year. So there's that walking barefoot sometimes in not good places, you know, like a kid, the kids get them in the sand, in the sand piles, you know, kids are always with parasites. Usually they you always are with worms. You hear about it, pinworms. Uh, you can get it in through your feet. Uh, hookworm can go in through the feet. So that's another one. But Understand that if the cells are in a good electromagnetic balance, it'll go right through. Yeah. It, okay, so there is an environment that we need to keep, which has to do with heavy metals and radiation and chemicals and processed foods, which, of course, you talk about all the time, Carol. Right. And that, so that's creating a good balance. But even in spite of that, sometimes we get parasitic uh, things happen to us. And so we try to use nature to heal it, not drugs, because it'll just push it back in. I find this with Lyme disease. Which I also had. Did um, you say had H-A-D? H-A-D. No longer have it. Okay, good. Yeah, I healed my Lyme disease. And it was it was quite a process. And it was it wasn't just one thing it was no, many it, things. Yes, yes. Including doing a lot of emotional and mental. Right. Work. Yeah. And forgiving yeah. And, and a whole a whole list of things. But, Their element. Yes. So let's talk about if somebody thinks they have an overgrowth of parasites. Sure. Is, is that word you would use and overgrowth because we uh, all I have use, parasites right yeah yeah it really if everybody's behaving themselves it's fine okay okay <laughs> you know, it's when they start hatching and they think they're in charge is the problem and that's when you're getting your symptoms yeah like i we had talk, major symptoms <laughs> yeah overgrowth when we talk about overgrowth i like to use that's candida very often uh -huh. so you know if you if you have 
you can't get rid of candida unless you get rid of the heavy metals because that's creating the environment for candida to be there. And you can't get rid of it if you continue to eat sugar and uh, well, when you have an overgrowth to have anything that's fermented or with yeast. It takes time. The mistake I find is that they give probiotics when, un, when the, the system is not ready for it. I like to clean and then reintroduce good bacteria. So, so each case, of course, is individual, but overgrowth of, of fungus, you got to change your diet. <laughs> You've got to get rid of heavy metals. Worms, I look at worms like almost everybody ha can have them from also working in the garden, you can have them if you're not using gloves. And I don't like to use gloves <laughs> in my soil. Yeah, because it's good to get your fingers in that but soil. But if that soil is clean, if that is, is balanced, you won't get those right. kinds of parasites. Right. So um, then, you know, you'll rake in the leaves and there's all sorts of fungus from the leaves being, being moldy. Mm -hmm. So there's so many ways in our environment to clean it. And I just feel that people should be doing a parasite cleanse once a year. I ju just do it. And it, tell us about tell us about the cleanse a little bit. Oh, <laughs> it's not the only cleanse I use, but I okay. like it. I like the milk cleanse, and they can go to themilkcleanse.com and order a parasite cleanse. And so when I met Dr. Parcells, she immediately said to me, "You got worms," <laughs> to me. So she says, I think you need to, you know, you should do the milk cleanse. So I did it. And I was, I amazingly, like you, got well. And at that time, I mean, that was, oh, a lot of years ago, almost 40 years ago, 35, I think. And um, so it's good to clean house. The body is a car. <laughs> okay. We've got to clean out the spark plug. we got to change the spark plugs, clean out the air filter, clean out the liver, clean out the liver because the, the oil filter has to be changed. So just think of it as a car. And sometimes we just have to clean. There's all sorts of bugs and gook around. So we just clean it. Um, you can look in my book on each parasite, they have different symptoms and you can relate to what those symptoms are. I mean, obviously fungus is a lot of gas and craving sugar all the time. And it's a real hard one. Um, Candida does not get cleared with my parasite cleanse. It helps, but it doesn't get clear. You've got to then go and do your, your other work, which is diet. Somebody who's got a high sugar diet, they're not going to do well. Milk milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So milk. the milk cleanse, getting back to the milk cleanse, thanks for bringing me back. I want to just share so much. Um, the milk cleanse is every two hours you drink a glass of milk. I prefer goat milk because it's closest to mother's milk. And but it's not necessary because the idea is just to get rid of the worms or get rid of the uh, microscopic. So the milk cleanse deals with the microscopic parasites and it deals with the worms. So two of the five culprits we can get to clear with the milk cleanse. And how it came about was from the Essene days, the healers used to put 
the person who they they see worms coming out of the person, you know, they they know they're they have all sorts of skin things. So they put them in a tub of milk, a full tub of milk, and they made them stay in the tub until the worms came out to drink the milk. So here's the worms coming out. So we let that gross. We're not we don't want to do that. But we if we give the milk and give herbs that will uh, eradicate the parasites, they will go out the back door. Okay, so you're, you're, you're taking um, for eight days, you're drinking during the waking hours, pretty much you're drinking every six two doses, hours. six doses a day, six doses, I, I think I did maybe a little more, maybe seven. That's okay. More yeah. if you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I be, because I fell in love with raw goat milk. But um, anyway, you would do that every two hours and then you would take the herbs. So in essence, you're bringing out the parasites and then killing them. The baits. It's giving the bait. Giving the bait. And so they come out, come out of their mucus lining and they and start eating, drinking the milk, eating the milk. And yeah. then within the milk is the herbs. Is and the herbs. they... And they pass. They it's, pass. They pass. Okay. I don't like to, I, the idea of killing anything is not my idea, but it does. But they're not supposed to be there. Yes. Okay. They're just not supposed to be there. And then digestion comes back. And it's just an amazing cleanse for eight yes. days. And I will tell you, I did it. And um, I've never really been a fan of any kind of cleanse. I, I tried to do the master cleanse, I think oh, it was no. called. I, Too much year, sugar. Years ago, and I lasted like a day and I felt horrible and I thought a cleanse is not for me. So I was I was a little hesitant to do this cleanse, but I knew I, knew I needed to. And I was pleasantly surprised. First of all, I was never hungry the entire time because you're drinking so much of this rich, lovely milk. And um, probably about day four is when I, four or five, I started feeling really good. I mean, I thought, I, and when the last day of doing this, eighth day, I was kind of sad, like, oh, it's, I'm going to be over with this phase, you know, because I, <laughs> I in a weird way, I enjoyed it. It's really also a very good kickstart to start eating really healthy. Yeah. And I, I, I got that down. I've got yeah, you that do. down. But I, my book talks about liver cleansing. Yes. Yes. And which so is after key. the, yeah, which is the key because the liver has all to do with our will. Mm -hmm. And so when we clean up the, li the liver, we, we, we have a, a will for life again. So the liver is very important in all of this. So the cleansing is not really a cleansing like this of the liver cleansing, but it is a clean food diet that uh, tastes good. Half yeah. my book are recipes. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's got some great recipes. I, um, I've made that recipe that is so simple for the zucchini soup. And I love it. Who knew? You know, it was my son's baby food. Yeah, and it, it's just, it's basically zucchini and olive oil. 
and water. Yeah, and just, water. Yeah. yeah, it is. And but and it's, it's delicious. I don't like to puree it. I like to uh, put the the blender on off on off so it has some texture. Hmm. So it's not real creamy. It's actually has some texture. Yeah, well, um, you can do it either way. Yeah, I do. either way. But anyway, yeah. that's how I do it. Yeah, yeah. I wanted him to chew. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I've been telling a lot of people about this cleanse because, first of all, it was not difficult, at least for me. I love to eat. You know, I am a foodie. Uh, I mean, I'm eating. I'm eating. You know, my breakfast and I'm already thinking, what am I going to cook for dinner? You know, I'm just a total foodie. And I thought, how am I going to do this with just milk? But, but I did. And, and I'm, and I'm glad I did it. So. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a foodie too. I'm in great agreement with you. I think food is our, is where we get our electromagnetic energy. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's got the vital force. Yes, that we need. And that's why um, I always recommend not only eating organic, buying local, if you can grow your own food. Yes, Um, that's ideal. But not everybody can do that. At least grow microgreens. Yeah, or sprouts. Yeah, Yeah, they're so easy. They can be grown easily. Yeah. Yeah. So in, uh, in urban environments. Yeah, but um, or shop at your local farmer market. Sure. Talk to your farmers. Not not every farmer is certified organic, but because it can be expensive for some farmers. But talk to your farmers and and get we, to know your farmers. And, we live in San. I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, I moved after I met with you know after I started working with Dr. Parcells to New Mexico, and everything's organic here. This is organic land. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I'm in Southern Cal and I thought everything would be organic here when I moved here, but it's not, but there's, there's a lot there's, you know, you have to ask, you have to ask and you have to get creative and it may be not as convenient, but, um, your body, mind and spirit will, will thank you for doing it. And you just feel so much, you feel so much different. You know, I find with um, with some of my clients that have not been eating, you know, organic for the most part, when they switch to a whole food organic diet, one of the things I hear quite often is I didn't realize that I had brain fog. I, you know, when you asked me that question, do you have brain fog? And and I, I said, no, but then when you start feeling better, when you start eliminating some of those toxins, uh, you realize that, wow, I didn't know what I didn't know. It's really quite amazing. So, but the parasites were, were key for me. And, you know, I'm so grateful for your book and, and what I've learned. And I really want to study up a little bit more on homeopathy and Ayurvedic. I'm very curious. And I knew both of those terms, but, you know, it's like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. What is your nature? Yeah. Who, you know, what is your, what balances you? Someone who's Vata, they can't eat raw foods in the winter. They now, cannot. Is vata air? 
Okay, now, and I am tall and lean and uh, a personality and da da da. I think I think I was Vata when Vata I Vata Pitta. Vata Pitta. You've got the you've got the air and the fire. Air and the fire. Okay, I'm a triple fire sign on the zodiac. There you thing, go. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so you know, so there's diets for each of the doshas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's three doshas, but there's five elements. When we take the pulse, it's air, fire, and water. Air, fire, and water. Earth and the ether are separate from the doshas because the earth is our food. The earth is what nourishes us. It's not, it's not part of our pulse. Um, and the ether is also, it is the energy that comes in that supports the whole life. So Ayurveda is the study of life. And so you said something like vatas don't do well with raw food. Raw food, especially in the winter. Yeah, you know, that is totally me. They're very airy. They can't have too much fruit either. Yeah, I can't have too much fruit. That is absolutely true. You'll be happy to know that I am Vata Pitta also. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're like-minded, for sure. Like-minded. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, this, um, so give us your website again. Uh, my website is Light Harmonics, L-I-G-H-T-H-A-R-M-O-N-I-C-S dot com. Okay. And, and your book? The, my book is called Harmonic Healing by Linda Lancaster. And um, my, my, and my website that you can get the milk cleanse from is themilkcleanse.com. So those are three. Uh, I won't talk about, I, I, I have a foundation also, but you know, we've been quiet for these couple of years. So that'll be at another time. We, okay. I have a foundation for integrative medicine where we can integrate all of what we're talking about with everyone. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So thank you um, so much for being a guest on our show. And I hope everybody will get harmonic healing. I think there's something in this book for everyone. And I certainly learned some new things and I just uh, appreciate your work very much. Oh, well, thank you. I try to keep it simple, but but enough juice that people can say, wait, let me look further. Let me learn. Yeah. I don't have to teach everything, but they can, if they have a questioning mind, there's a lot to look at. And there's a lot of resources in the back of how to look for those things. Yeah. And if this is brand new information for you to some of our listeners, be open and just look it up and see what resonates with you. And um, yeah, maybe perhaps learn something new or try something new. <laughs> it's always good. So thank, thank you, Dr. Linda. We really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Carol.